God gave you a very versatile tool or instrument in your mouth called your tongue with its elasticity and ability to move in a variety of ways unlike other body parts because expression is so very important. Speaking, communicating, taking your thoughts, your ideas, and your heartbeat and vocalizing it. And see, many of us have this problem that God has done so much for us. God has blessed us. He's done miracles in our lives. Many of you's lives have been transformed by the power of God. Many of you have experienced miracles of healing from God. Amen. God's turned your situation around. God's given you new hope. Your life was empty. And God put meaning into it. Oh God, hallelujah. You had no purpose for living and God gave you a purpose for living. You were wandering along, along, going from one thrill to the next. And God put fulfillment and joy into your heart. See, joy is still there even when you go through sadness. And even when you face disappointment, the joy of the Lord is universal. And God has done these things for us. And He gave you a mouth and a tongue so that you could declare His good works to the nation. Some people may look and say, Pastor Brown, you're the one with the gifted tongue. You're the one who God has put here as our spokesman. I'm sorry. But the Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And God has put His Spirit inside of you. And God has put you in life church. And God has let you experience the trials and difficulties and deliverance that God has from those trials and difficulties. Not just so you would make it to heaven. But he said, I put you through these things and I put these experiences in your life. Not only did I do that, but I gave you a mouth. And I gave you a tongue. And I gave you a voice. So that you could express what God has done for you. So that you could be a mouthpiece of God's majesty. So that you could be an expression of God's excellent works in your life. Amen. And so wherever you go and wherever I go, God is calling us to step away from this inconsiderate tendency to sit on our hands and keep our mouths shut. Just hoard God's blessings and just have a gratitude in our heart without expressing it. See, God wants us to take everything that He's done for us and turn us into a massive, a massive megaphone to declare the wonderful works of the living God. Somebody, God has been good to you. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and 24, the Bible says, Declare His glory among the heathen. Declare His marvelous works among all nations. God has spoken to us. God has told us that it is our job and responsibility as those who have been redeemed to become a mouthpiece of His majesty and to declare His good works and to express what God has done for us. Put your hands together. See, I feel directed of the Lord to prod you a little bit today. We like to hear 
preaching about building our faith and miracles and deliverance and uh, God's divine provision financially. But I'm telling you right now, rather than telling you what God's going to do, I'm telling you what the Bible says for you to do. And that is it's time for you to use your mouth to declare God's goodness, uh, to tell it to somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. I'm going to preach this today until you get as excited about this. As you do when I tell you what God's going to do for you. I want you to remember what God's already done for you. And I want you to realize that it doesn't do anybody else any good what God has done for me until I voice it. Until I get it out there. Until I testify. Until I declare it. See, this problem is not just with me, but it's a universal problem. Why is the world not saved? Why is the world going to hell? Why are there so many people who have not experienced salvation? Why are there so many miserable and empty people all over our community today? I only know of one reason. And the reason is not because God's goodness is short. The reason is not that God has not saved enough people to save the world. The reason is we have not learned that when God does something for us, He expects us to express what the Lord has done to us and for us. The Bible talks in the Old Testament about the Ark of the Testimony. The Testimony. The Testimony is a witness. It was not the Ark that was a witness of God's greatness, but it was what was contained in the Ark that was a witness of God's grace, greatness. Amen? Those uh, uh, pots of manna, amen, and that uh, 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 law that was written by the finger of God, and Aaron's rod that budded were all expressions uh, or witnesses of God's supernatural power. And when God filled you with the Holy Spirit, uh, He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me. This is a visual or, or, or a representation of somebody standing in a courtroom. Somebody who is standing, sometimes to testify for, sometimes to testify against. What they are indicating is I have information, I have a witness. I have evidence to present in this case, and I'm not going to sit on my evidence. I'm not going to sit on my witness or my testimony, but I'm going to go ahead and let out what I know and have experienced and have seen that has relevance to this case. And when God calls you to be a witness, He will give you power, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. That means God has a case that He's presenting. That means God has a purpose and a will in this world, and He has called you and done works in your life, not just to make your life better. You haven't seen God's glory just so you'll know more. You have seen God's glory so you can step into the courtroom and say, I've got something to say. I've got a witness. I've got some evidence to present in this case. I once was lost. But now I'm found. I once was bound, but now I'm liberated. I once was confused, but now I have understanding. I once was empty, but now I'm full. I once was filled with despair, but now I'm filled with joy. I've stood up. I'm going to declare my case. I'm not going to sit on my hands, but I want to testify of God's goodness. I want to declare what the Lord has done for me. I want to declare His marvelous works unto the heathens. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you, if you be honest with me, God's done enough work in your life 
to bring 50 people to repentance. If they could only see what God's done for me. If I could put together a movie. If I could show them the visual of how God has changed my life. I personally could have a revival of 150 people. See, you know, just think about how big of a revival we would have. If your personal witness and testimony was put on parade and made visible as a witness in the case that people are fighting for their soul and put out there, how big of a revival we could have. In the meantime, there's miserable, hurting, empty, lonely people that you sit next to at work, at school, that you park your car next to in your parking lot at the apartment center, that you are next to at their house. I know, I know you weren't going to swing from the chandeliers, but I feel this in my spirit. And what God has done for you, the good works that the... See, some of us have this misconception that there's a certain type of person that's a soul winner. A certain type of person that's willing to talk to people about Jesus Christ. There is a certain type of person. It's a person who's experienced God's provision in their life. Which, if I think correctly, I believe that includes everybody in the house that has experienced God's goodness and God's mercy. He wants you to express it. I'm not talking about going around making people miserable by uh, uh, just constantly bringing up irrelevant subjects. But I mean in the context of your conversation, there should be something inside of me. And there should be something inside of each one of you that says, as soon as I get a chance to tell them what Jesus has done for me, as soon as I get a chance to declare the wonderful works of the Lord, you watch out because I'm going to do it. Amen? First Peter 3 and 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready Always, somebody say always. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Let me break that down to layman's language. Be prepared. Whenever somebody says, What is it that's different about you? Why are you so happy? How come you didn't come to the to the to the company dinner party? How come you weren't there at the dance? Every time you get an opportunity and somebody asks, what is it that's different about you? Why are you so happy? Why are you so filled with joy? Why are you so peaceful in the midst of despair? Be ready. This is not my word. This is what Peter said. Peter said, be ready. Be ready. Be prepared. Be always prepared. Be ready to give an answer. Because God didn't save you just to take you uh, to heaven. Because if that was the only reason He saved you, I've said this before, I believe it. Be better off just to kill you as soon as He saves you. You receive the Holy Ghost, get baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take them out and shoot them and send them to glory. God, take them home. They're ready. We're not going to do that. You know why? Because God didn't save you just to take you to heaven. God saved you to be a mouthpiece. God saved you to declare the wonderful works of the Lord. God saved you to be a witness. He put His Spirit inside of you so you could tell somebody how good 
Jesus has been to you. See, the Bible has something to say about this is not just a person's opinion, but the Word of God speaks and declares to us, makes it plain to us, amen, how we are supposed to be the ones that express the glory of God. In fact, and as I mentioned in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power and tell people about me everywhere. That's what's going to happen when you receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to receive power and tell people about me everywhere. I want you to open your mouth right now. God gave you a mouth and a tongue. Not just to eat strawberry shortcake, roast beef, cheesecake, salmon. It's lunchtime, isn't it? God gave you a mouth and a tongue so that after he filled you with the spirit, the Holy Ghost would come out and you'd begin to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance as a witness to the believers and those around that you've got the Holy Spirit. But you think that's the only speaking you're supposed to do? God gave you a tongue so you could declare the wonderful works of the Lord. I am commissioning you as your pastor. To begin to communicate to everyone you get an opportunity to. I think it's important to communicate to our brothers and sisters in Christ of the witness of what God has done for us. I think it's important to tell unbelievers the witness of what the Lord has done for us. I believe it is the will and the plan of God. See, it troubles me when I hang around church people for a long time and they're willing to talk about everything, but the things of God don't come up in their conversation. And I'm wondering, what's the problem here? Something's not right here. Amen. And when my relationship with another brother in Christ doesn't produce conversation about the goodness of God, it's a relationship that's not going to benefit me. But when I'm around my brothers and sisters, we'll talk about other things. we got other interests, but it's going to come back around. What God has done done for me. How good that God has done uh, things for me. Be a mouthpiece. Be a voice uh, of God's goodness. Uh, He didn't save you just to sit on it. He saved you to declare it. Clap your hands to the Lord again. See, here's the point. Here's one of the main points. The main point is Your voice has to do with your salvation, eventually. Ultimately, ultimately, my voice has to do with my salvation. You know, the Bible says in the book of Romans that faith is what brings salvation to us. But starting in verse 8 of Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 is what the Word word of God has to say. What saith it? The Word is nigh thee or close to you, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess, everybody say confess, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. See, we don't preach on this verse very much because we understand the need for the new birth experience. Jesus said you must be born of water and of the Spirit. Repent, be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We know this is God's plan for salvation. But why in the world here does it say that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Part of the process of your eventual destination of salvation is learning to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Everybody asleep? Part of your salvation includes not just believing in your heart and obeying the gospel, but you've got to learn to confess with your mouth. Everybody say mouth. My mouth has to do with my salvation. And somewhere along the way, I've got to learn to confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. And I shall be saved. If I learn to say that He is, that He's my God, that I'm going to serve Him, that He changed my life, and that He'll change your life. That is a part of my salvation that is directing me and leading me towards salvation. Is everybody with me? I'm not talking about just something that you can do that makes you a better Christian. I'm talking about part of your salvation is learning to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. It's learning to put voice, uh, to express the good things that the Lord has done for you. If you need further evidence of this, it says, for the, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made. Unto salvation. We, we taught on Wednesday night that salvation is an elastic word. It can talk about, I was saved in 1932, today I'm saved, but when I get to heaven, I'll be saved. I believe this is talking about the final salvation, because it says unto salvation. Everybody with me? You see, I'm saved, but I'm still working to be saved. I know I'm not saved by works, I'm saved by God's grace and mercy, but I'm, but I'm trying to make it to heaven. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm still here. I'm still on the earth. I'm not to heaven yet. But one of these days I'm going to cross into, past that pearly gate, onto those streets of gold. And I'll have no more temptation anymore. No more questions about whether God's real or not. No more trials or tribulations. It'll be finished. It'll be all done. And I'll be saved But the Bible is saying here, with the heart man believeth, but with the mouth confession is made unto, unto, unto salvation. I'm feeling a word from the Lord coming to this church right now. This is beyond the new birth experience. Beyond the new birth experience, God is calling you to be a confessor. God is calling you to be a declarer of God's goodness because you haven't made it to heaven yet. You haven't made it to heaven yet, but you're going to make it to heaven if you learn to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. If you learn how to be a witness, if you learn how to testify of His goodness, it's going to help take you to heaven. I know some of you aren't with me yet, but I'm going to keep loading the wagon until you're on there with me because we're going to blow this place out and we're going to do what God's called Life Church to do, and that is be a witness of His majesty. So Pastor Brown is saying that confessing Jesus Christ, even after you are born again, is a part of bringing you unto eventual eternal salvation. Like Brother Brown, I don't believe that. Brother Brown says, okay, let me make you give you another point here. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, 
Revelations chapter 12 and verse 11. When the redeemed are gathering around the throne and coming in, the Bible says, and they overcame him who is Satan. Who's they? They is the redeemed. It's the church that makes it to the other side. The church that's finally saved. The church that never has another temptation. The church that's never tempted to give up on their faith. The church that never gets hurt by another saint. The church that never gets uh, disappointed, amen, by God again. The church that's made it to the other side, it says they overcame through all their tribulation and tests and trials. They overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. By the word of their testimony, they overcame the enemy. Confession is made unto salvation. Declaring who Jesus is will take you all the way. And just because you receive the Holy Ghost doesn't mean you're in heaven. But if you learn how to be a witness of His majesty, if you learn how to be a mouthpiece of the goodness of Jesus, you will make it all the way. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. So what's the application to you, my brothers and sisters? You're like, I'm here today, Pastor Brown. I believe in Jesus. I felt His presence just a little bit ago. It felt so awesome. If I sit here and think for a little bit, I can think of good things that the Lord's done for me. Good things that God has done for me. I'm telling you that a part of your salvation, eventual salvation, is learning how to put voice to what you think about Jesus Christ. Because I believe if you hold it in and refuse to take opportunities to express God's majesty to someone, that you make yourself vulnerable to the enemy. You may, I said you make yourself vulnerable to the enemy. Your silence does not just hurt the person who needs to be saved, but your silence affects you as well. Confession is made in the direction of salvation. Confession is not a one-time thing. I believe in Jesus. But confession becomes a lifestyle. I am a believer. And God has changed me. And I can't wait to tell somebody of the goodness that the Lord has done in my life. I promise you that if this church becomes a church full of people that understand that I get stronger when I testify. That when I witness to somebody, it builds my faith. When I let somebody else know... What God has done for me, it not only gives them an opportunity for salvation, but it's leading me in the direction to heaven. And confession is the direction. And I'm going to overcome the enemy by the word of my testimony. I'm telling you to open your mouth. I'm telling you to put some voice behind it. I'm telling you not to be ashamed of the gospel. Oh, come on, clap your hands. I know somebody may say, what if they laugh at me? They probably will sometimes. Let them laugh. What if they make fun of me? Let them make fun of you. What if it's more of a turn off than a turn on when I tell them about Jesus? Well, they may be acting that way, but you're sowing a seed. You're doing what God has called you to do. And I got a what if too. What if that person happens to be at the brink of suicide? Because their life has been so miserable. 
And they've been so bitter because of situations of life. And you put a hope into a dry, dry and thirsty place. And you put a drop of hope in there by your witness and testimony. And suddenly you open up a, a desire, amen, for the things of God. And give somebody an opportunity to experience God's goodness and mercy. I don't care how much God's done for you. It doesn't do them any good until you put your mouth in gear. It doesn't do them any good until you voice, God's been good to me. God's worked miracles in my life. God's healed my marriage. God healed my kids. God's healed my body. God saved me and delivered me. And I got a testimony. I got a testimony. But not only do I have a testimony, but I got a mouth. And if you're around me very long, you're going to hear what God has done for me. Hallelujah. 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 Because... Guess what happens? Testimony is awesome. Witnessing is awesome. See, in our our new life class downstairs, we had a little testimony time today. While testimonies were being given, tears began to flow. And while tears were flowing, faith was rising. Pastor Brown, you weren't talking. No, I was quiet. Pastor Brown, you're the pastor. It's all right. I'm just one person. There are people that have had experiences with God that if they would just put their voice behind it, they not only become overcomers and they not only bless other people, but I found that when you are a witness of God's goodness, that it puts faith in you. It strengthens you. It builds up you. Amen. Brother Ben's got a testimony. He's full of testimonies. He told me stories. He worked at a, he uh, ran a, a parking service where he uh, parked cars at fancy restaurants and so forth in the valet service and had uh, several employees under him doing it. And uh, everybody that he had an opportunity to, he would witness to them. He'd write it on the back of their card, tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. The other, the other day I was at his brother's funeral. It's supposed to be a sad time, you know, funeral. But you know what? They started testifying of the goodness of God. And Brother Ben got up and began to tell about when God filled him with the Holy Ghost and changed him. Brother Ben, I want you to testify about what God did for you in 1984. Uh, praise God, everyone. I just thank God for it. Because in 1984, he set me free. February the 12th, 1984. It takes time. I'd be like Brother Alvin. <laughs> thank God for it. hope you guys don't get I thank God for my wife. He said, thank God. I thank God for this. Right here, because without her, I wouldn't be here today. Because when she got saved before I did, God filled her. And I went hog wild. But I thank God she kept asking me to go to church. I wasn't saying that. I stopped. No one go. I wouldn't go. So, but God is a good God. She stopped asking me. And she started putting on tape on Bishop McMurray. Even there, when she go to work, listening. I thank God. One of the friends in church passed away. And every time this sister used to see me, she said, Brother Herman, don't let it be too late. And, while, and my wife, when she passed, my wife said, Are you going to go to the service? Yes. Like I said, it's a long time. I cut it short. When I went around to view the body, I seen on her lip. It seemed like she was a lip boot. Don't let it be too late. And I was 
Oh, man. I was too afraid to leave the church that day. My wife said, you can get baptized today. You can be saved today. And I thank God. For it was on a Friday with a film. On that Sunday morning, February the 12th, 1984. I went to the office. God, from that day on, he filled me the place to get the Holy Ghost. I never forget what he done for me. I just thank God for that. Because some of my other brothers, when they found out the Lord had saved me, old bad Herman, racetrack Herman, they ran. And I kept telling them, I thank God for that. Because, oh, it's a wonderful thing being saved. And you're talking about the wife. I got the jewel here, too. <laughs> hey, thank God. 28 years. Thank God. I thank God for her. Continue to pray for me. Yeah, I got it. Oh, yes. Yeah, this was about 4 o'clock on Sunday, one Sunday after that same evening. Sunday brother working. They said, you got it. I said, I don't feel different. So they said, you got it. Well, I think I had a little stamina lip, they call it. But I went back that night for night service. And around about on the altar, everybody working with me and everything, I took all my jack, my vest. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, this between you and I. I just said, but why, but between before you, I said, I said, Lord, I want to be filled. My daddy used to tell me, between you and Jesus Christ, he's the one who can save you. So I told everybody to get back. And I just started praying. I said, Lord, have, have you forgot about me on the altar? And next thing I know, the Lord came in and, ooh, he took me away. And I thank God for that. It's been on fire ever since. He gave me the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. The best gift you can ever get is the Holy Ghost. And continue, you guys, don't, whoever is the precious gift you ever get. And I thank God. And they said, the man who found a wife found a good thing. I found one. Hallelujah. See, you got a testimony. God's been good to you. Amen. Brother Carlo, God filled you with the Holy Ghost on Sunday. Let's rejoice with Brother Carlo. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. What an awesome experience. Brother Carlo gave us a little testimony. On Wednesday night, you got a testimony? Uh, last Sunday when I received the Holy Ghost, that was the uh, third year. Uh, I saved, uh, God saved me actually three years ago with cancer, which is multiple myeloma. Which is blood cancer. Uh, it's been, it has been three years. I don't have that. My blood is clean. Praise him. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to work. God. I'm going I'm to bring people as much as I can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three years clean from cancer that the Lord delivered him from cancer. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that awesome? Simon, what about you? You got a testimony? Did God do anything for you? What's that? He did a lot for you. He did too much for you to tell. Amen. Jen, you got a testimony of God's goodness? Amen. And I'm telling you right now that God has been good to some people. God has transformed some lives, changed some people. Amen. Jen, last year, didn't believe 
being a Christian was necessary. Didn't believe trusting in God was necessary. Didn't even believe really there was even God, perhaps. But God has transformed her and turned her into a powerful witness. You know, I found out that Jen and Sarah were doing a Bible study last night in a prayer meeting with, some, with our sister here till four in the morning. Now, you know, there's some testimonies in this house that you don't know about. Brother Donnie's got a testimony. What a testimony. Down the road on Rosemead, 20-foot drop-off, straight down concrete wall. That he drove his car and didn't turn right when he was supposed to because he was so high and drugged up. Went over the guardrail, smashed down into the street. That was after he had kind of come to church a few times. They came and they got him out of was the hospital or jail or where? They got him out of jail. He said, i got to go to church. And from that very day, God absolutely delivered him and set him free from a lifestyle of sin. <laughs> See, we've got something to rejoice about. God has been good to us. We've got a testimony of His majesty. Some of you maybe didn't get delivered from a, a life of, of extreme uh, conditions. But God did save you from sin. And God has come through for you many times. And you have evidence of God's reality and existence. You have evidence that when you serve God, when you live for God, God comes through for you. How many ever God worked a financial miracle for you? How many ever said a prayer before and money showed up out of nowhere? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You serve a God and you have testimony. You have, you have evidence to present. I'm telling you, open your mouth. See, because there, there, there's a world full of sinners that are standing trial today. The wages of sin is death. And they're sinners. And they've got sin in their life. And they're hopeless. Amen? And they've got plenty of testimony against them. Because of all the things that they've done and the people that they've hurt and the substances that they've abused. Amen? And the relationships that they've destroyed. There's plenty of evidence against them. But there's somebody in the courtroom. Hallelujah. Maybe it's somebody at work that's standing trial. Maybe it's a friend from school. And they're standing trial. And they're depressed and discouraged. But you have evidence of what God has done in your life. You have evidence that God can deliver them. That God can give them a new life. I'm telling you you. You've got a testimony. Open your mouth and speak it. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? Oh, come on, clap your hands and shout aloud to God. Clap your hands and shout aloud to God. See, I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works. But as you testify, it fortifies you. As you witness of God's goodness, it puts strength into you. It makes your faith stronger. It changes your perspective and gets you thinking about the goodness of the Lord. See, God's done some things in your life. And you may look back and say, well, He hasn't taken me all the way yet. And 
And I still struggle with this. And I still got this problem. And I still got this situation. I'm still praying for this in my life. I'm telling you that if you're always focusing on what you're waiting for God to do and never take an opportunity to witness of what God's already done, you might be waiting for a long time. But if you learn, my God, in the midst of trial, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of an unanswered prayer, to begin to declare the goodness of God, of what He's already done for you, then you open the pathway. You open the opportunity for God to continue to bless you. But not only that, but you're going to get excited. Amen. You're going to get excited about your God all over again. I'm telling you, it's time to share it with somebody. Grab somebody by the shoulder. Say, I want to tell you something. I want to share Share something with you. God has been too good to me for me to sit on my hands and just enjoy His blessings. Come on, let's stand together and praise the Lord right now. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and shout unto God. I've got a testimony. Somebody shout, I've got a testimony. Bible says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will confess allegiance to God. See, that's going to happen. That will happen. Everybody's going to confess him someday. Somebody's going to, everybody's going to confess allegiance to God at one day. But for some people, it's going to be too late. I said it's going to be too late. And I'm telling you right now, I hope I made it plain. I hope I talked your language. Because when you leave this place here today, you don't leave here smug in your experience. You don't leave here feeling exalted because of what information and truth God's declared to you. But you leave here so overjoyed and so bubbling with the goodness of the Lord that you're like, I cannot wait to tell somebody about how the Lord has blessed me. How the Lord has saved me. How the Lord has delivered me. How He picked me up. He set my feet on a solid rock. He gave me hope. He put peace down in my heart. He turned my anger and my bitterness into the love of God. I used to hate everybody. Now I love everybody. I used to fear everything. Now I fear nothing. Amen. I used to feel no hope about tomorrow. Now I can't wait to wake up because God's been so good. I'm telling you right now, when you begin to confess it, when you begin to declare it, it'll change your mindset. It'll change your attitude. It'll change your outlook on life. And you can be an overcomer by the blood of Jesus Christ that washed your sins away and by the word of your testimony that took you the rest of the way. Hallelujah. I want you to reach over and put your hand on somebody right now. Put your hand on their shoulder. We're going to pray for one another. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Before we pray, I want you to remember. I want you to remember the good things that God has done for you. 
something that God did in your life. Healing. Deliverance. Transformation. Fresh hope. Joy. Whatever it is that God's put into your heart. That you're thankful to Him for. And as you pray for that person next to you. I want you to pray that God would do for them. What He did for you. And you may be sitting there thinking, yeah, but I need this and I need that and I, I've got this situation. I'm telling you right now, get your mind off of yourself and begin to pray that God would do for that person what He did for you. You know what you're going to You're going to be praying your testimony. Praying your testimony and asking God to do it for that person right now. I want you to put it into practice right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. you did for me. I pray that you do it for him right now. God, you took all that cynicism out of my heart. All that unbelief. I pray that you do it for him right now. You filled me with a lot of joy, Lord God. I'm praying that you do it for me right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm opening this altar up. If there's somebody that needs something from God, you want to leave here with a testimony. You want to leave here with a declaration of what God has done for you. I want you to come forward right now. Come on, this altar is open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, this altar is open. If somebody wants to pray right now. Hallelujah. Make your way up to the front. Hallelujah. We're going to pray with you right now. We're going to ask the Lord to give you what you need. We're going to pray that the Lord will bring hope into your spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to reach over that person you're praying with right now. Say, come on, let's go pray for a while. Come on, you want to pray for a little bit? Come on, let's go pray right now. Hallelujah. That's it. Let's start making a move toward the altar. Hallelujah. Taking a step of faith in the direction of God. Saying, God, I believe you're going to touch. I believe you're going to deliver and heal. Come on, bring that person. Go get somebody. Bring them with you. Hallelujah. It's time to make a testimony. It's time to let the Lord do what He wants to do in somebody's life today. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He
Let us thank the Lord. Thank God for His goodness.
so many wonderful people in this church and connected and associated with this church and uh, we're thankful for all the great men of God and everybody in their in their area of gifting but these are three guys right here that I'm going to tell you right now are not ashamed to use their voice to tell somebody what God has done for them here's what I want to do see I believe I believe in the power of spiritual impartation and uh, what I'm, what I'm going to ask you guys to do, if you can line up right here, Brother Ben, if you can kind of stand in front of the pulpit there, and, and Pastor Kim, you can stand right here, and uh, and uh, Brother Francisco, I'm going to I'm going to ask for people to come by, and what I want you to do is I want you to lay hands on these people. We're going to pray very specifically though. We're going to pray that God would impart boldness to them, so that what God has done for them, God doesn't have to do anything else for them. God's going to do. Amen. You serve God and you, you, you obey God and live according to His, His will. You're going to have so many blessings. You're going to have plenty to talk about. But what we're asking, Pastor Kim, Brother Ben, Brother Francisco, I, I, I'm wanting you to pray. Lay hands on these people and say, God, I pray that you would loose their tongue. Give them boldness. Let them begin to flow with what God has done in their life. Young people, there's some of you that don't know it yet, but God's going to use you to reach many, many people. And it's not going to be... See, the cool thing about a testimony... I didn't have a chance to say... The cool thing about a testimony is you don't have to have a degree from a seminary. You don't have to have a bachelor's degree. You don't have to have a high school diploma. You don't have to have any of that. All you have to do is have a voice and a mouth and an experience of what God has done for you. And guess what? All of you already have that. And I'm going to ask these men to lay hands on you and then pass to the next. They're going to, uh, and then after Brother Ben, Brother Kim, Pastor Kim's going to lay hands on you. And we're going to believe that God is going to loose something. Loose in all of us. Loose it in all of us. Because there's no reason for us to be ashamed. And th- there's no reason for us to sit back and wait. Because God is bringing people into your life all the time. And He's going to loosen your tongue. How many believe that it can happen today? How many believe that God can, God can begin to release anointing and boldness and fearlessness into your heart so that you can begin to tell somebody of the testimony of what God's done for you? I want you to line up right here. I want you to move through. One by one, they're going to just pass you through and lay hands on you. And they're going to say, God, I want you to give them, Lord Jesus, a supernatural impartation of boldness and that you will loosen their tongue. To declare the goodness of the Lord. That's what you're asking for. Come on, I want you to pray and I want you to say, God, I want you to give me boldness and I want you to loose my tongue. 
to declare the goodness, work, goodness of the Lord and the marvelous works of the Lord. Testimony. He set me free. I got a testimony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
as I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. I've got a testimony. I've got a testimony.
Thank mm-hmm. you.